0: To instructions touch if you like' welcome welcome to cam blues bout business MMA podcast featuring Lou feero a production of greenrollmedia.com the world's premier sports betting podcast network rooted in fabulous Las Vegas Nevada 100 100%, 100% <laughs> Now, it's Fight Weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event, you ready? Bring it Come on. Come on. and he's all about business, Lou Carroll
1: Welcome, fight enthusiasts, UFC 275, the Singapore Sling version of the Gamble about business podcast, a numbered event, a big cage, huge audience, halfway across the world. My blood's boiling. Couple of orders of business first. Thank you as usual to everyone listening. Lots of states, more importantly, regularly 14 countries of fight enthusiasts are listening to us. That's so flattering keep it up. We'll talk about the business because we're currently down 1.37 units, which is nothing to boast about, but we're only halfway through the year. It's a marathon, not a sprint, and nobody's losing rent payments. Last week, though, we got to talk about there were two additions on Twitter that some of you may or may not have caught. I released Dan Ige for a half a unit and wanted to jump off a bridge after I did. He lost. That was recorded. Volkov, I think minus 160 or minus 170, was also Twitter-released and accounted for in this week's numbers We're 49 and 62 minus 1.37 units. Last week I told everybody it's a marathon, not a sprint. You can't get discouraged. Listen, let me tell you, I'm a human being and I get pissed off. Believe me, I get pissed off, especially when we're slaying the first couple of fights and then pull a hamstring with a couple of totals One, I figured for sure I win one of those, lose one, we pick up a few cents and move on. I figured wrong. Cost us money. And so that tells us improvement must lie ahead. 50% of the year's almost over. We got plenty of time. Focus, due diligence, understand it's long term. And yeah, even though I get pissed, I get a whole week to... Conquer it so I can be Mr. Positive to all you. But believe me, we're all human. We all want to win. And when we don't, how can you not be upset when you spend time with it? All that being said, we're here for profit. And it's time to start making some. So we'll jump right now into round one. We're going to start immediately with the first fight on the card. Jocelyn Edwards against Ramona Pasquel. A 145-pound fight. It, we don't get to see many featherweight fights. I wish the UFC would plant more 145 ladies for us to watch compete and make a division out of the thing. In this thing, Edwards is moving up from 135, so it's really her first journey into 145. That said, she's 26, 5'8", and her frame and her body can handle it. She looked good on the scale. The Panamanian is going to be an inch taller seven years younger with a four-inch reach advantage that said i've never been overly impressed with jocelyn and her opponent ramona pasquale has had fights at 150 her last fight was in fact at 145 she's from hong kong Travel advantage, Hong Kong's pretty close to Singapore, and so Jocelyn Edwards moving all the way across the world for this fight when Ramona Pasquale's there. Not only that, but Ramona's fight game ain't so bad. In her last fight against this killer, Nunez, she showed well. It was a loss, yes, but nothing shame for losing to this, I won't try and uh, pronounce her first name, Nunez. What I saw from Ramona was that she was tough, she was durable, she was completely motivated, had a solid chin and packs power. I think Ramona Pasquale is a live dog here. Edwards opens minus 145, she's now minus 160. The total in the fight, two and a half rounds over minus 210. The smart guy's looking for a decision as is uh, the case with most fights at 145 and lower, let alone ladies' fights. And I tend to believe them here. That said, we're all over Ramona here. I'm going to take Pasquale, plus 140. We're going to play the half-unit game. And then we're going to go Pasquale via decision. That's plus 300. Half a unit there. So we'll have a full unit in round one. Half on Pasquale, the dog, plus 140. Half on Pasquale via Decision plus 300. And now we turn the page and roll right into round two. (laughs) Round two is the next fight on the card. Yes, ladies again. However, these are small ladies fighting at straw weight. So they're 30 pounds smaller than the ladies we just got done talking about. And in this fight, we have Silvana Gomez-Juarez, an Argentinian fighter at 10 and 4, facing Liang Na, Chinese fighter, 19 and 5. Again, we got someone going all the way across the world that's a favorite, fighting a Chinese fighter that doesn't have the travel issues to get to Singapore that those in the Western Hemisphere face. Gomez is two inches the shorter fighter. She's got two-inch reach disadvantage, She's clearly powerful. That said, she's a very attractive young lady, but she is going to be giving away some physical attributes to the Chinese fighter she'll be facing in Liang. Liang, obviously two inches the taller fighter, she's uh, 25 years old, and so at 25, she's going to be 12 years younger than Juarez, who's 37. That's a key part of this fight. Ten years is a lot, and Liang is a submission artist. So, Juarez is going to have to be very guarded and must keep this fight on the feet, yet she's got a long string bean in Liang, who I believe is going to find her, is going to trip her, and is going to take her down. Round two, Liang Na, a half a unit straight up. She's plus 120. Let's retract. Gomez opens 160 to Liang minus plus 140. Gomez sits currently minus 140, Liang plus 120. We're losing 20 cents uh, because the podcast is on Friday, but I like the Chinese fighter as an underdog, so we're going to do Liang for a half a unit at plus 120, as mentioned. We're also going to take her via submission a half a unit at plus 215 or 220. I like the fact that she can submit a fighter that's going to have to find a way to get inside the long reach of Liang and try and engage as well. The total in the fight, one and a half over minus 150. We don't see that in ladies' fights, let alone strawweight ladies' fights. That smells, and what it smells like is a Liang submission, which is how we're going. Round two, a unit of investment, half as Liang straight up an underdog plus 120 half via submission plus 215. And that's the bell for round three. <laughs> round three is a fight that I wrote up on Point Spread Weekly on Tuesday. Submitted it Tuesday. Thought for sure the line was going our way. It looks like it stopped and kind of went the other way. So let's talk about Andre Fialo against Jake Matthews. We finally step up a little bit. We're going to have welterweight fighters here. Fiallo is white hot. His first UFC fight was in January, and this will be his fourth. Yes, he's had three UFC fights this year, and busy is good. But I think Mr. Fiallo might find that too busy may not be so good. In January, he lost to Pereira on a short-notice fight. Michelle Pereira, no shame losing to him on a full camp. Fialo's strong, has great stand-up, profuse power, and he's willing in game. Since the Pereira loss, he's KO'd a couple of guys that really are willing guys that thought they could stand and battle him at his strength. I think that might be a mistake. In Matthews, Fialo who trains at Sanford in Florida and, oh, by the way, has to travel not only for his fourth fight in five months, but he has to travel all the way across the world to do it, to Jake Matthews' backyard. Matthews is an Aussie. Matthews is well-rounded, got a solid, solid wrestling base. More importantly, he's feeling overlooked and insulted. And I think this is a very, very opportune fight for him. Matthews off a Brady loss, no shame in that. He made it to the third round with a killer in Brady that I regard top three in the division. And so I think there's some real recency affecting this fight. I think there's some negative on Matthews and too much positive on Fiallo, who we haven't seen have to make it past a first round and fight hard, let alone grapple, tussle against a wrestler Grappler that can force him against the fence. Matthews must be diligent in the first round and take this fight to round two. If we hear the bell to round two, half our battle's over. That means Matthews has gotten to round two, and Fiallo now has to work into and pass the first round. Round three, Jake Matthews, written up Tuesday at plus 130. You can still capture him plus 125 or so Go ahead and get on Matthews right away. He's a live dog. And before we get to round four... Let's listen to some great Father's Day ideas from our friends at Manscaped.
0: This episode of the Bout Business MMA podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Father's Day is just around the corner, and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure all the father figures out there are looking like daddy material this June. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. This right here is no dad joke. Inside this package, you'll find Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, and Performance Boxer Briefs. Plus a travel bag to hold his goodies. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at, at manscaped.com, manscaped.com with the promo code 20 lou Support the bout Business MMA podcast and get 20% off site wide plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LOO. 20, 20, 20, shake lou. what your mama gave you? Nah, shake what your daddy gave you.
1: Round four, we're hitting the main card now. This is going to be a killer fight, and styles make fights, my my old hero Angelo Dundee used to say. And in this one, we got another Aussie. Here he is right in his backyard from Perth, Jack Della Maddalena. These guys are welterweights. Maddalena's 25, 5'11", switch stance fighter. He is a deft boxer Striker, the guy's busy, he presses the fight he's got unbelievable combination striking he He's really a savant striker. That said, he does get hit. This is his second u f c fight, and really, we haven't had to see him struggle or tussle. The guy's eleven and two. And we haven't seen him have to struggle, tussle against the fence, on the floor, or in any kind of grappling exchange. Of course, the style make fights. Other side of the octagon stands Russian Amiv. Ramazan Amiv. Now, Amiv is a typical Russian vice grip. He trains in the Nurmagomedov camp. He's 35 years old, so he's going to be 10 years older than our boy Madalena, and the tsunami wave of people on Madalena is crazy. This fight opens 107 each. Now Madalena, I should say Della Madalena, which is his true last name, is now minus 160 Ramazan Amiv plus 140. What do we get in Amiv? We get a slow-plotting Russian who on the feet is going to be Able to compete, but only long enough to get this thing off the feet. Amiv can't win a fight or a decision if he stands with this guy, Madalena, 10 years younger with an inch reach advantage. So what's Ameev got to do? Get in, get close, trip him, take him down. Much like Liang must do to Juarez, Amiv has to make this a boring, ugly fight where his damage is inflicted from close quarters. He can't give Madalena that room. The world's on Madalena. This is the one where I grew up, listening to that Springsteen song, when they said, sit down, I stood up. Round four, Ramazan Amoeb opens a pick. Now he's plus 140. Take your time and use patience here. This price is only going to go up, and I will take the best price on Amoeb we can get. Round four, Ramazan Amid, plus 140. Now let's roll in to the championship rounds. Round five. <laughs> Round five, another fight that I wrote up this week. I have strong feelings on Wiley Zhang and Joanna Jaychik. How about we just call her Joanna? Great gal. Jane opens one seventy five Joanna plus one fifty very similarly priced to their first fight. Oh yes, this is a rematch, and we remember the first fight, five rounds of war where Joanna probably loses a really, really tight decision based on the hematoma that made her look like elephant woman it It was ugly, and there's pictures if you want to go find and look at it now. They return a couple years later for a three-round fight. Is that the only thing that's changed? Many say yes. Uncle Louis says no, not at all. What's happened in two years? Well, I can tell you in two years with Zhang, she's been active. She's been improving. And we know she's been improving because she's had two fights with Rose Namajunas, both championship fights, five-round fights. And in the first one, she got KO'd. And in the second one, she came back with drastically improved skills, especially grappling and wrestling. Why? Because she spent time at Fight Ready with Eddie Cha and Henry Cejudo on that camp that's been really, really deft at preparing fighters to compete and perform at their absolute best. So for two years, Yang's been sweating, fighting, grinding, trying to gain her title back. Meanwhile, Joanna, for two years, hasn't fought since that fight. Sure, she needed some rest and recovery and earned it. However, it's what I see in Joanna that's similar to what I see in Conor and what I see in Masvidal. And what is that? It's what fame and money and private jets do to fighters. They corrode them. In Joanna's case, her mind believes that she's the fighter she always has been, and she's tough and durable, no doubt. However, if she primps her hair one more time this week, I'm going to jump off a bridge because she's concerned about her hair. She has model-like looks, has done some modeling, as well has taken the time and the two years off to augment herself. Now, does that make her a a poor fighter, a poor person, or a less dangerous fighter? No, it doesn't. But it shows me where her mind is. Her mind is now entertaining things away from the octagon. I can assure you, Wiley Zhang has only entertained thoughts of working out and fighting, most specifically this fight. So yeah, we're using Zhang. We're going to use Zhang a unit at minus 160, and we'll just use, because we're going to invest a couple ways here, we're going to do a one unit for a .63 return, which is Wiley Zhang straight up for a unit at minus 160. Further, Zhang decision, that's how I think it goes, is plus 140. We're going to put a half a unit there too, Because I think that's what's likely. That said, I would not be surprised if after a round, because this is a three-round fight, they're going to have to get after it quicker. And by get after it quicker, meaning Joanna is going to have to get out there, use legs and arms and keep this woman at distance. But Joanna's got to be busy. And I don't think it's impossible that Jane catches her or submits her. I think this is potential tsunami wave for Joanna. And she realizes that you're either all in or you ain't in at all. Round five, Zhang, one unit to win .63 straight up. Zhang decision, plus 140 for a half a unit. And now we roll right into round six. (laughs) Round six, we've been talking about for a month, enthusiasts. Yuri Prochaska, Glover Teixeira, what a great fight. And again, styles make fights. Why? Because we know Glover, 42-year-old guy, fighting at his best. Guy's a champion. I got to meet him a month, five weeks ago when I was in Vegas. I wanted to hug and kiss the guy. He's such a nice, approachable, likable, smiling ear-to-ear guy. What a great champion. And who isn't rooting for him? That said... He's 42, and he's got experience, guile, and there's no fear in him at all, all right? The opponent on the other side of the cage, yeah, he's going to be nervous, but he's going to be two inches taller, 13 years younger, four-inch reach advantage arms, three-inch legs, Yuri Prochaska from the Czech Republic. This kid's got youth. He's got power. He's got unorthodox movement. He also took a trip here to Phoenix to work with the guys at Fight Ready to work on some wrestling concepts. Make no mistake about it. You don't learn wrestling in one camp, let alone three years. Wrestling comes after time and sweat. So there's no way Yuri is going to be able to or want to compete with Glover in the clinch, or on the floor. He was at fight ready to learn the basic precepts of takedown defense and how to keep Glover off of him because the key to this fight is space. And provided Prochaska has space, and I believe he wants his name pronounced Prochaska, so excuse me, Yuri Prochaska wants the space, and if he touches Glover, Glover will go out. The issue is that if he touches Glover and chases him to the ground and falls into the ground trap with Glover, he's going to be in big, big trouble. This fight can't go to the ground. Yuri Prochaska, we released him minus 180 three months ago, I think, whenever we did. He's now minus 195 to minus 205, so we do get some value on him, and the way it was released was we're spending a full 180 to win one unit, on Prochaska. I like him inside the distance. I like some props, but we're going to settle with just the simple advantage is what we think is an advantage by taking Erie with market advantage. Now, that will wrap up our investments. We've got six rounds here. Basically, you break them down. There's nine wagers and we're investing 7.3 units to earn a potential 8.91 so let's have a good week but just understand this like last week fight enthusiasts i want to get involved with the shevchenko fight and i got a lot of thoughts on it but i'm not ready to release anything yet i want to watch some of this fight card unfold look for something on the shevchenko and talia santos fight during the fight card pay attention to twitter i will use it i'm not promising that i will but i will use twitter for add-ons and they will be accounted for in our accounting each week with that i want everyone to get fired up this is going to be some great fighting there's going to be some great styles and the fact that we get to watch it together and earn is very exciting so enjoy the fights thank you for listening and we're gonna speak with you next week.
0: Boom! That's it! That is it. unbelievable! That was insane! You've been locked into Gam Bout Business MMA podcast, featuring Lou Finakero. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access
1: to the world of MMA. Of all the superities, tomorrow's content hand is ridiculous! Oh my goodness, man!
0: This episode of the Bout Business MMA podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Father's Day is just around the corner, and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure all the father figures out there are looking like daddy material this June. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. This right here is no dad joke. Inside this package, you'll find Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Deodorant, crop reviver toner and performance boxer briefs plus a travel bag to hold his goodies get 20 percent off your entire order plus free shipping today at, at manscaped.com, manscaped.com with the promo code 20 lou support the bout business mma podcast and get 20 percent off site wide plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code 20 lou shake what your mama gave you nah shake what your daddy gave you